Hey everyone, welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Before we jump into the episode today, I wanted to invite you to World Mandate 2020. World Mandate is a conference for anyone who wants to worship God and change the world. We're just everyday people from around the world who believe that we can see the kingdom of God established across the nations in our generation. This two-day gathering will be February 7th and 8th and will feature four main sessions where you'll experience dynamic worship, compelling teaching, and powerful encounters with Jesus that will help inspire and equip you to be a part of what He is doing around the world. You can register right now online at worldmandate.com. Hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, hey everybody. Jimmy here, and I have just been had so much fun doing these Passion and Purpose podcasts because I get to interview my friends and people that I love and trust and, and that I want you guys to know. And uh, I'm here today with my friend Clint, who has been in the Middle East with his, he and his wife and their family over the last 15 years. And man, God is doing historic things. I, I know from being a believer for 30 years, things we prayed about and prayed into yeah. for hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, yeah. uh, to see a day like today. And we're gonna we're gonna talk in just a minute about what all God's doing in the Middle East. But before we do, everything begins and ends with God. We always say there's a story behind the story. There's an encounter with God that catalyzes our own lives to be a part of encounters with God that are happening today. Yeah. So Clint, take us back in your own journey of those encounters with God that were catalytic to get you to where you are today. Yeah, um, you know, one that immediately comes to mind is really even in middle school. I was, you know, grew up in middle America and um, really into sports and honestly just really wanting to be cool and yeah. <laughs> and was involved in this. Me too. It just didn't work that well. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it worked better for you. <laughs> Not too well. But so I went to this United Methodist Church and uh, but one that seriously believed Jesus is the way, the truth, and life mm. on fire. Incredible church. And but I, you know, would go on Sundays, but didn't, but kind of thought all the people in the youth group were a little just nerdy and weird. Yeah. And I thought I was I was playing basketball and not very good at all. I was on the B team. But <laughs> I, I cared about what people think so much and just um, but one night there was this hangout at the kind of lock-in for all the youth. And I was like, man, these, there's some some of the fun people are going. I thought, and everybody was saying, come on, come on, you should come. And so I was like, well, everybody that you know, everybody having fun, they're going to go. And so I went, and and that night, as we just started singing worship songs and and lifting up His name, mm. um, the name of Jesus, and I loved Him. I've been following Him, but I just God just started to apprehend my heart. And I was just like, I love worshiping Jesus. Mm. Like I love singing these songs and I just felt his presence and and then that night as we're getting ready to head to bed the youth pastor walked over to me and he said Clint he said you know here's the deal you were created to be one who leads others and, and encourages others and helps others but you have to make a decision are you going to be a leader and encourager in the things of this world are you going to be a leader that points people to Jesus and a mm-hmm. servant that points people to Jesus and encourager in the ways mm-hmm. of Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he just was asking about my life and and, love, and just encouraging me and, and speaking identity over me. And when he asked me that question, 
and I mean, in the Spirit of God, I just felt the Holy Spirit moving in my heart mm. and just this like warmth in my heart. And I, and I just was, in that moment, I was like, I don't care what other people think anymore. Mm. I don't want to wow. care what anybody thinks anymore besides Jesus. And mm. I want to live my life as an arrow to Jesus. And, mm. and from then on, I was all in the youth group. You know, over the next mm. couple of years, got super involved and and just would spend as much time as I could hanging out with him. Mm. And then, you know, came to college and was looking for some people that are on fire for Jesus. And, you know, my junior year in high school, God started to convict me like, man, you still need to go deeper in humility. You still sure. need to... But then I come to Baylor, and and I got involved, like went to the church that sure. you're part of, you know, yeah. and, and went to this college deal, mm-hmm. and we're all at this farm, and uh, and I every everybody always thinks I'm an extrovert, but I actually like to like sit and talk to a few people, and I went around this bonfire, where where most of the college students weren't hanging out, and I went over, and and I started talking to these guys and girls that are sitting around the bonfire. And as I'm talking to them, they start talking about how they're in this training school called Master's Commission, mm-hmm. our old, yeah. you know, Antioch yeah, Discipleship so, School that you started and we're leading. Mm-hmm. And as I'm sitting there with them, they're just talking about how how much they need Jesus mm. and how messed up they are and how mm. much they need His presence and how hungry they are for Him. And in that moment. I just thought, man, I thought when I was two years ago, I like finally learned how to like how much I need God and and like humility is a big thing with God. And I'm going to like I want to live for him. And I and I'm, I'm sitting with these guys and girls just right out of college. I found out later on they were just right out of college in the school. I mean, in that moment, I was like, I need Jesus like mm. they need Jesus. Wow. And, and I and I said in that moment, I was like, I'm going through that master's commission school thing the third part of because I mm. want to just take a, a year of my life and sit at the feet of Jesus right. and just learn how to love what he loves mm. but that was still four years away you know sure. so yeah, anyway yeah. but that's that's um, and so anyway that's kind of two Those things that were catalytic, catalytic moments and that and in that moment I knew I have to do that training school someday so fast forward um, you got uh, what brought you to the training school eventually yeah as I graduated from college, as I was getting ready to graduate from college, my expectation was, okay, I want to either go to seminary or go to this training school or go to training school and then seminary or seminary and then training school. And, but as I started to seek God, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do next? I felt like he said, hey, I want you to move to Missouri and, and serve me as a youth pastor in the local church. And so I was like, are you kidding me? God, I want to like rock with this tribe. I want to be a part of this training school. But I felt like he said that that's what he wanted me to do. And so I did that. And, and the whole time I'm doing that, I kept thinking, Lord, okay, how long am I doing this? When, do you want, when can I go through that training school? And, um, and he kept saying, hey, not yet. And then a number of things happened. And while I served in that, um, as a youth pastor and loved that job, but then um, God said, hey, I want you to move to North Carolina and I want you to um, live there. I have a, some people I want you to walk with and, and, um, and, and uh, seek me with. And so I moved there and I kept, as I was there, I kept talking about the training school, kept saying, hey, someday I want to live overseas. I'm going to go to this training school that I, that I got to know, you know, this church that I got to be a part of in college ministry. Um, and, and, uh, and, and while I was there, I actually met my future wife and, mm-hmm. and, and we started dating. And, uh, and during, as soon as I started hanging out with her, I kept talking about, man, I want to live in the nation's. Like someday I'm going to go through this training school. And, and, and I was constantly inquiring of God really every month, Lord, when can I go back to that training school? 
And in the meantime, I got was started had started a business and was growing the business and had to take out loans to expand the business mm-hmm. and then got thirty five forty thousand dollars in debt for the first time in my life and uh, and was growing the business and getting ready to go further in debt as we expanded and right then as I'm walking around outside one day just talking to God God said Clint now I want you to go back and do that training school and and I said are you kidding me God like the first time in my life I'm in debt and and now I'm getting ready to like go we're expanding go further in debt and now you're saying that it's time for me to go back to the train school so I got down on my knees and I just started crying out to him and I said God I need you and I said and, and I just started praying I just started praying God my life is not my own you bought it with a price my future is not my own my job isn't my own. My debt isn't my own. Lord, again, I just give it all to you. And I believe that in a moment, you can wipe away this thirty-five, dollars $40,000 debt. In a moment, you can make the way. And I just started crying out to him. And like literally within two weeks, out of nowhere, another company offers to buy our company. And, and a consulting firm gives me a job where over the next four months, they paid me way too much money to manage some projects where not only did I get completely out of debt, my fiancé... Rachel, who I'm married uh-huh. to, uh-huh. got completely out of debt. And five of my best friends that all had school debt got completely out of debt uh-huh. within like four or five months. Wow. And then I was able to move back yeah. to train school in Waco. And uh, so, yeah. so back to, so, so here, here's what we've got. We've got this encounter we got as a young person. You come to university. You got to put something in your heart. And in different ways, God leads us. And you had some challenges, ups and downs. You find yourself in North Carolina, and it's a point of surrender yeah. once again, right? Yeah. It, it's just, it's it, it always comes back to that, doesn't it? Like, hey, my life's yours, my future yours, my finances are yours, my family's yours. Yeah. And out of that, immediately, it, it just unlocks a door, right? That that surrender was like a key that turned something yeah. that opened a door for you. Yeah. So, all right. So you find yourself in the training school. You guys are seeking the Lord now as a married couple about what do we do next? And what does God do? So uh, as we're in the training school, we we start we start having people from all over the world come and talk about the nations of the earth. Mm-hmm. And you know, you come in and you start talking about, hey, God's desires that all men on earth, women on earth, children on earth would know the truth mm-hmm. of who Jesus is. But it is a distribution problem. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's not too many enough believers in the world who can incarnate him God. and go to the ends of the earth and tell them the good news of who he is. The problem is we're all stuck together mm-hmm. where it's comfortable. And it like rocked me. Mm. And then we'd have people come from that are serving Jesus in Sudan and people that are serving Jesus in Hong Kong and all and random nations around the world that many of which I hadn't heard of or didn't know any details about. Mm -hmm. And as they came and just talked about, told their own life story and about Mm -hmm. God's heart for these people and the way they've seen Mm -hmm. Jesus move through them and their weakness and their brokenness. Like my heart was just wrecked. My wife Mm -hmm. and my heart were wrecked. We're like, well, if God can use and move through weak and normal, broken people in the mm-hmm. nations, then he can use us because we're nothing special. Right. You know, I mean, sure. and, and, and so literally we, those guys would come, whoever was involved in the nations or talking about Jesus, they, you know, at the train school, they'd say, who wants to go get lunch with this person? And so literally my wife and I would get lunch with every single person, <laughs> even though we didn't have any money, right. we would sit and just drink water, you know, cause we're <laughs> scrounging to get by mm-hmm. and the trans, you know, and that 
season of our life. And, um, and just, and so literally every week I just got wrecked and I, and I thought, I'm going Jesus, here. I'm yeah, going I'll move there. to I'm Sudan. God, if you need people in Hong Kong, <laughs> sure, I'm in, sure, you know, yeah. if you need people in Djibouti, I'm sure, in. Uh-huh. And yeah. And so, so just getting wrecked. And then, then at the end of the day, you know, came time to have our outreach and they prayed about some nations to have the outreach, you know, for, and, and, and we got put on the Lebanon team. And mm. so went to, uh, ended up going on Lebanon to Lebanon, that outreach. And as we were there, just fell in love with the, with that nation. And, and one, and one way I think for you guys, and, and I see this in your lives, you felt like you were home, you know, it felt like, Hey, this yes. is a place that we can land. Yeah. And 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 live and give give our lives. So, fa- fast forward us a little bit. So this deal about God's looking for availability, surrender. You guys are all in, yeah. and um, you begin your kind of your work in the Middle East. I know it's shifted from different countries and different opportunities. Uh, but rather than mention the specific countries for both, just just for the sake of everybody that lives there. Yeah. Um, just get us fast forward us. What's God doing? Fifteen years later now, plus that you look back, what's the now moment of God in the Middle East? Yeah, I mean, you know, the bottom line is when when we arrive in the Middle East, every worker that we talk to, every worker, and the people that came to the train schools, this is what was taught. As if I mean, it wasn't taught by you. It was taught by missionaries yeah, and people, people from yeah. various organizations right. that would come through. This is what everybody taught as if it was biblical fact is that if a Muslim ever does come to Jesus, it takes at least seven years for them to come to faith. Right. And, and, and so, I mean, it was universally taught mm-hmm. and, and, and so we go there um, and, you know, and as we moved to that nation and, and started talking to long term workers that love him like crazy and laying their lives down I mean, they were telling us that in each of the decades of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, between all of Lebanon and all of, like, a couple nations around there, that all the workers together only knew of two to three Muslims that had given their lives to Jesus and kept walking with them in each decade. Mm-hmm. So that's, so, so as we arrive in the early 2000s, they said, hey, just around starting the 90s, and in the 2000s, started to shift to maybe two to three every couple of years. And so there was a shift that people were noting. But the bottom line is, as we arrived, all the workers that we knew of in, in, that, in that country only knew of two Muslims that were still wow. working with Jesus at the time. Wow. So that was the atmosphere when we arrived. And you fast, f- fast forward now, starting eight, nine, no, about 10 years ago was the first what we call like house church planning movement, mm-hmm. reproducible discipleship church planning movement that, that anybody ever knew about being birthed in the Middle East. And, and so there was a, a breakout and, and two, you know, about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and then fast forward over the last couple of years, there are numerous, I, I won't go into, I won't go into the exact numbers, but there's a numerous like dozen, dozens of reproducing house church planning movements, four to fifth plus generations of house churches that have planted house churches that planted house churches among Arab Muslims in the Middle East. So the bottom line is God is moving in the Middle East like never before in history since. Yeah, literally in history. Yeah. Since Muhammad declared 
Yes. Islam. Yes. Right? So it is a new day. It is right. a new day. So new day would be like an understatement. <laughs> yeah. So so for those of us in the podcast who aren't like missiologists and so on and so forth, you know, we talk about different movements and all that, but we're talking about just is in a general thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Muslims who were fully Muslim who now identify as followers of Jesus, yes. exclusively followers of Jesus, yes. not as one of the gods. Or We're right. talking all-in, sacrificial. Baptized. Baptized, Bible-believing. Yes. All Jesus in, is the way, the Jesus truth, and the life. life. Yeah. The Word of God is yeah. the only inspired scripture. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So we're talking all-in. So thousands upon thousands. So, so there is this thing that God's doing in this hour that is so unique that it's never been here before, literally. Yes. Okay. So what is the need for laborers then at this time compared to maybe other times? Yeah. So, I mean, the bottom line is we're talking a shift from, in the Levant, a couple Muslims come to Jesus each decade to now thousands and thousands Mm -hmm. of of lovers of Jesus, several Mm -hmm. streams of reproducing house churches in Levant and the greater Middle East, Mm -hmm. praise God. Yeah. Like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're still talking 350 plus million Arab Muslims who still don't know him, still haven't heard the truth of who he is. They don't Mm -hmm. know that Jesus isn't just a prophet, that he's the way, the truth and life. And so the bottom line is like we are his hands and feet. Yep. Jesus' plan for the world is him being the head of the church mm-hmm. and his and his church being his body incarnates him yep. in the un, in the unreached places of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so the bottom line is God is as as the church in America mm-hmm. and around the world, not just America, but around the world has been praying for the 1040 window, has praying mm-hmm. for the Arab Muslim world. Mm-hmm. Have believers have been not just watching the news as, as wars and things have gone on, as ISIS has risen right. up, as Al-Qaeda has risen right. up, but as believers have said, hey, we're going to ask for Jesus to do impossible things in the midst of that, mm. sometimes in half-belief and sometimes in just like right. crazy God big help. faith prayers yeah. where we're like, Lord, hopefully you'll do this someday, please. <laughs> sure. The truth is God is moving in response mm. to those prayers. And there are tons of Muslims that are having dreams, that are having yeah. visions, that yeah. are... That are, that are seeing the brokenness and the hypocrisy of Islam and the infighting between the Sunnis and the Shiites. And there is this like longing, this dissatisfaction mm-hmm. with Islam and this longing for the truth. Yeah. And there's people that are having dreams of Jesus. Right. But the problem is, unless Nobody they... explain their dream. Right. Unless somebody explains who, this, who Jesus is and what it means to know him mm-hmm. and walk with him, then, then they're unactivated. Mm. Like they, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like God has chosen to partner with the Spirit of God moving mm. in hearts and connecting them with His hands and feet, His ambassadors, mm. you and me, yep. simple, broken, normal people who are just willing to say, all right, Lord, I will go and look for those that, you're, that haven't heard so I can drip you and talk about you and, and pray for them to be healed. And I'll, as I do so, I'll, look for, I'll find people and look for people that had dreams mm. of you mm. and that, you know, that you've been tugging on their heart and they're looking for truth. Awesome. And so the bottom line is God is moving, but it's yep. not check Right. Yeah. God's done. Let's right. move on to the Buddhist world or the Hindu right. world. Yeah. No. Like yeah. we, it is like Jesus wants every single person in the Arab Muslim world, in the Muslim world, the Buddhist world, the Hindu world, sure. everyone in the world to know a disciple of Jesus personally. Mm-hmm. Not just here, yeah. 
even a broadcast. Oh, I praise God for sure. broadcast, yeah. but he wants him to know in person because God mm-hmm. wants us to have a personal relationship yeah. with him Amen. and walk with him in intimacy and know how to be disciples. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, all right. Hopefully you've been stirred already, not only to have a personal encounter with God, not only to surrender, but also to be a part of world history. And that's what we're talking about here. We're yeah. talking about God's history is being unfolded in the Middle East again. Yes. History began there and it will end there. So, uh, hey, so if you're listening to this broadcast and you're saying, golly, I want to, what do I do? You can pray for the Middle East. God, send labors. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And through our own journey, we have plenty of people that can help you get there on a short-term deal, on a three-month deal, on a one-year deal, and hopefully the rest of your life. So we've got ramps and runways, especially for people who are bivocational and all that other stuff. And for those uh, in Antioch, Waco uh, World Mandate Weekend, Clint will also be there uh, challenging all of us and stirring us to what God has for us. Whatever, whatever you do, if you're listening to this, don't miss the world history. Don't miss this moment in God yeah. to be the hands and feet of Jesus for the glory of God. Thanks, Clint, for hanging out with us today. I hope you're inspired and stirred, my friends. Wherever you are, love Jesus, love your neighbor, and preach the gospel boldly. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Again, World Mandate 2020 is coming up February 7th and 8th. Sign up today at worldmandate.com. And for any information regarding Jimmy or the Antioch movement, go to jimmycyber.com or antioch.org. We hope you have an amazing day in Jesus' name.